Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. Now, often on this program, we get the opportunity to tell you the stories of Harvest Baptist Church as we feature interviews with our members. Remember, you can join us Sunday morning as we begin at 9.30 a.m. At 10.30 a.m., we have our regular morning worship service and our fifth message in our Growing in Grace series. Let's begin today by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Thanks, Chris. Sundays are special days for us at Harvest, and we're looking forward to continuing a series that we've been going on for a few weeks now about the topic of grace as it relates to all of our lives, grace as it relates to vertical relationship with God, and as we connect horizontally with the people in our world. And in fact, this Sunday, we'll be turning a corner in our series. We've been talking primarily about our spiritual relationship with God and how the concept of grace affects every part of our salvation and our sanctification. But this Sunday, we're going to sort of turn the corner, as I said, to the relationships around us. So part five is grace in your personal relationships. And we're going to be looking at a passage in Ephesians chapter 4 that talks a lot about how we interact with each other. And I'm just going to read one verse. We're actually going to look at verses 29 through 32 this week. But verse 29 says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Then goes on, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. So again, we see grace as a critical component of our spiritual lives, even as it interacts with how we treat each other. The verse goes on to talk about let all of these, the evil communication, the things that destroy relationships and, and uh, hurt our ability to interact gracefully with each other. We're going to try to remove those from our lives and put on the things that would really characterize Christ. But it's interesting to me that the scriptures and Paul connects all of those things around grace. And one of the things that we'll talk about this Sunday is that grace givers have a deep understanding of their own personal need for grace. And until we get that, then we treat others differently. But when we understand how deeply I need grace from God, then we have the opportunity to really extend grace to the people around us. And it seems like these two pieces or these two parts of the series are really connected, too, because as we observe the grace of God, we, we also act upon that. And, and really, the Lord Jesus Christ models that for us, and then we model that also in the world. Yeah, you're exactly right. And in fact, we'll begin this Sunday talking about one of the parables of Jesus where he is asked the question, how often should I forgive my brother till, you know, this astronomical number of times? And Jesus tells a story about what grace means in our relationships to each other as he answers that question. You'll have to come on Sunday to hear the rest of that, but it's a great example of what grace really means and, and why it is that we really have to experience it personally in order for us to be able to live it out with the people around us. Well, it's great for us to have a couple in the studio today that have been a part of Harvest for quite a long time, and great to have Ray's and Brianne Romo with us. So welcome, you guys, to uh, Harvest Time. Thank you very much, Pastor. Thank you. 
I know that both of you have a little bit of a history here at Harvest. Why don't I start by asking you about your own personal stories, your own personal testimony of how you came to Christ. That's a lot of what we do on this show is talk about our relationships together, how we understand Christ. So, Ray, why don't I start with you about your personal spiritual story? Yeah, um, so um, I first came to Guam back in 1989, and at the time I was, I think I was in sixth grade. Okay. So my dad ended up getting a civil service job up in, in Anderson, so that kind of brought our family out here. And I was kind of going through public school, did a little bit of homeschooling at that time, and also went to private school, and that all happened within like a year. So seventh grade happened, and they wanted to sort of put me in a really good school, and they came across Harvest. And so that's how I ended up first coming to Harvest was seventh grade. So at the time, um, my family, they, they really didn't have like any type of religious type feel, you know, in our lives. We basically uh, kind of just went to church during maybe funerals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not even during Christmas or Easter. That was pretty much the only time we actually went to church. So what ended up happening was that coming to Harvest, I really didn't have anything to sort of reflect on as far as religion was concerned. Um, you know, I had a fear of God. And, you know, I knew that there was, a you know, something out there that um, was bigger than what I was. But coming to Harvest sort of opened that I guess that question as far as what else is out there. So I remember during uh, a chapel service, I forget what the preacher's name was, but I know it was in September of 1990, and it was on a Friday, and um, the preacher spoke of you know Jesus and how he should be the center of your life and mm-hmm. that the only way to heaven is, is through trusting in him. And I knew I didn't have that. You know, I didn't have that, and... It um, really struck a chord with me. So at the end of that, I guess that chapel service, I he gave an invitation, and me and another student, he was in my class, you know, stepped forward, and that's how I accepted Christ as you know my savior was was then. So since then, it's been pretty uh, interesting experience as far as my Christian life um, is concerned. There's a lot of peaks and valleys, and I'm still trying to, you know figure stuff out. Sure. Just like all of us. <laughs> Just like all of us. But yeah, that was sort of how I kind of came to know Christ. And through the process, my uh, actually coming to church here, my my father ended up um, also coming to the Lord too. So yeah, it's been quite the journey to say the least. Yeah, so. that's great. So when you first showed up on Harvest Campus, did you just see it as school or what did you think about this place and and a lot of, I guess, in your mind, maybe the religion at that time. Yeah. So when I first came here, I mean, it was it was definitely a an eye opening experience. I mean, I I didn't really know what Christianity was. You know, I mean, I didn't know what a relationship with Jesus was. Mm-hmm. But I noticed it in the teachers, and it really piqued my interest as far as what they had that I didn't, mm-hmm. and that was you know a relationship, and they had a an attitude about it that was definitely appealing. So that sort of started the way or started to open doors for what I needed to do in order to get that relationship with God. So, It's really a great story 
of one of the reasons why Harvest Christian Academy exists. That's been the burden from the beginning of the academy that God would send us young people and their families that would be interested in the education we hope that we're offering at a high level, but would have the opportunity then to hear about Jesus and his love for them and observe in the lives of many people around them, particularly teachers, but just lives that are committed to Christ. So it's an encouragement to me. I know encouragement. It should be encouragement to our church for the significance of Harvest Christian Academy and the ways that God's used that. Your story is similar to many others that God's used this place in in the process of bringing them to himself. Yep. Brienne, is your story similar to that, or or uh, how long have you been in Guam? How did you... <laughs> I've been on Guam since ever since. So I uh-huh. was born here, and my parents, they got saved when I was about four or five years old. So they have been attending Harvest. They were attended Harvest since like 1985 or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I started going to Harvest when I was in first grade. From first grade to 12th grade, I attended Harvest. And I got saved when I was real young. My parents, they led me to the Lord. I remember that at home. So I see that as a real blessing because ever since I was young that I remember, you know, the Lord, like that's something that was in my life. So Mm. that was something I really hold dear because that's something that I want for my kids too. So it's different in that aspect where like from an early age, I remember, you know, going to church. I remember going to Sunday school. I remember being taught that at school. So I think that's very important. That's uh, very foundational that children have a love and a fear, you know, of God that they know right from wrong and that they have that foundation. When you became a believer, you said, you know, you accepted Christ and his forgiveness at a young age. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what was it that sort of drew you to Jesus at the time? What were the big things in your mind? I think I just remember that, like, God loves me. Mm. Like, I want that for my life. I want to follow him like I want to. And I remember struggling for a long time too. Like, did I really get saved? Like, I don't know. What did I do? And then that's something that like, as I got older, I just came to terms like, it's nothing I did. It's all through faith in God. Like he, Jesus did everything for me. He's the one that saved me. I didn't do anything. So I think when you're young, you know, it's important for you to have that faith. But as you grow, you want to mature in your Christian walk, definitely. And you can see just how God has impacted your life when you, um, I just, that's something I appreciate. Like early on, I had that hope in him and it's something that I want to pass on to my kids. So. Yeah, that's a great story as well of God's work in your life. And how did you guys get connected? I mean, did you go to the, at Harvest at the same time? Did you know each other as you were growing up? Or I guess, Ray's, you came in seventh grade. How was that? Like we had, we yeah. weren't in the same class. Yeah, okay. so he's a year younger than I am. So. I remember every class was kind of cliquish. So they were like, this is my friends. And these are my friends. So not until we were like in high school and it was smaller then. So then we became friends. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the same college, uh, PCC. Okay. So we did know each other at Harvest, but more like junior, senior year. We didn't really hang out before then. So you started dating in college, is that right? And then uh, Yeah, got right m- before he went to college. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, I took off to college and kind of did a long-distance relationship for about a year, communicated through, what, tapes? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. A tape relationship. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's yeah. impressive. It was like, well, they didn't allow email back then. Yeah, <laughs> it was before email, wasn't it? Was before email. <laughs> before email, and it cost like a dollar. A it's two dollars. Two dollars a minute to call each other. So, really? Yeah, that's how we kind of communicated. But it was like... Yeah, letters just, and tapes. That was like, you. yeah, conversation was took about a week and a half to... <laughs> that so you, really dates us. Yeah, so you actually <laughs> recorded a tape and yeah. sent it in the mail so you'd actually be able to hear each other's voice. Yep. This is so romantic. I didn't know. We burned this the tapes. <laughs> They've got to be somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where they're <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're buried. Uh, <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And so you got married when and what brought you back to Guam? I mean, did you always intend to, to stay here in Guam? Well, my family's here, so every time we would visit, we would, you know, kind of get that desire yeah. to move back here. So we left Guam like in 96, 97, and then we moved back here in 2013. So we were gone about 16 years. Okay. But I think maybe around 2010 or something, we really started thinking about moving back here. And then we just kept praying about it. And then things just kind of fell into place, and it was the right timing. Yeah. Yeah. Kids will kind of do that, too. Once, we, <laughs> once the first little one sort of came, Isaac, our oldest, we kind of put that into perspective. I don't, I'm the only child, so getting to know her and her family and her big family was, was definitely a, uh, something that I was drawn to, mm -hmm. just seeing how the relatives kind of interacted with one another. And so... Once we had our first child, it was like, for me, it was like, I want to get my, you know, my family to be able to enjoy that, mm -hmm. to be able to be close to family, aunts and, and uncles and, you know, cousins. So that was sort of the, the push to sort of come back was, was definitely family to come back to Guam. Sure. So, And your family, you have uh, how many children now? What's their names? Uh, Isaac, he's in sixth grade, and Ezekiel's fourth grade, and Ryan is second grade. So all three boys. And they're all three uh, in the academy as well? And Yes. I really have enjoyed that part of getting to know the Harvest family. At this point in the history of the academy, there's a number of alumni, mm -hmm. you know, Harvest graduates that now have children in the academy. And I know even talking with you, you know, you have several people, you know, a number of people that you were in school with mm -hmm. in the general time frame, and now your kids are in school together. Yes. I feel like at almost every open house, I see someone bringing in their, their kids now. So it's neat to see that well, <laughs> their family's growing. And Yeah. Well, I love that idea that our graduates would have s such a good sense of the education that they received and the values that were learned here that they're anxious to have their children back in the same place, going through the same school. I that's really such a positive advertisement, I think, for for the Academy and what God's doing here. And you two both are playing a very important roles together as your family at the at our church and then also in the ministry. Ray's tell us a little bit about what your position is here at Harvest Ministries and then Brian, why don't you tell us as well? Sure. I help Chris out with the web. So my, I have a dabble a little bit in, in web design. 
and I also am the AV director. So I'm basically in that back booth while you you're preaching, <laughs> <laughs> handling stuff back there. So. Yeah, and there's all kinds of responsibilities involved with that, especially with our live streaming and Facebook and mm-hmm. cameras. And there's a, a lot of pieces that are in place in addition to the web, the website. And, and I think some interesting things that our web team is working on trying to roll out here in the next little bit as far as the church website. So really been helpful. And thanks for your ministry there, for sure. Brianne, what about you? I'm the enrollment manager at the academy. So for the last five years, I've been meeting with a lot of the new families that come through the school, answering a lot of their questions that they may have, just getting things coordinated so they can meet with the principals or teachers. And then our big events during the year, you know, like open house that just happened at the beginning of March and throughout the year, just helping with the communications that go on with current school parents and students. So I'm in the school office most of the time. Mm-hmm. So you two are pretty vitally important to Harvest in the first connections that people have with our ministry. Most likely, before anybody ever steps on campus or attends a service, they'll have been on our website that Ray's has put a lot of time into and likely have watched a service or at least a part of a service, either via Facebook Live or, or uh, one of the live streams. So that would be a first connection. And then if they're interested in the school, before they talk to anybody else, they're probably going to talk to you and maybe even meet with you before anybody else. Isn't that right, Brian? Right. Yeah, so I, I really enjoy getting to meet a lot of the new families first and take them around, do a tour of the school. So it just kind of gives me an inside look at their family, and I enjoy that. Yeah. Well, it's an important link right at the beginning. <laughs> so again, thank you for your ministry in those areas. Raze, why don't you tell us a little bit about the things that God's teaching you in your life right now? Oh, sure. So I guess one of the big things God's teaching me is patience. Mm. <laughs> uh, the, the move here was pretty interesting. It was a little hard trying to get into the whole transition of, you know, coming, I guess, uh, living in the States. And it's a lot easier over there. Sure. <laughs> it's a lot more expensive over on this end. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's one huge thing that me and also me as sort of the head of the household to try and get our family to just take it one day at a time and, and really trust in God. And he's really blessed us with a place to stay and, you know, where we're at currently. So we we purchased a little bit of a fixer-upper, so that's kind of where a lot of the focus that... <laughs> I'm at right now, trying to make sure that everything's okay with the house, and it's come a long way. So, yeah, I think that's one definite thing God has been trying to, or trying my heart, and trying, helping me get through is just to to wait on Him. Sure. So, Brianne, what about you? Um, I think most recently it's just having a daily reliance on God. What you know, how much. Grace he's given us for the day not to get so overwhelmed with everything going on. Like what Ray's was mentioning, we have a lot of things happening with family, with the house, just with school and the kids. So it's just making sure we have that daily walk with God so we have that peace and that we don't have that overwhelming feeling of there's just too much going on. So I feel like he's really, just through daily devotions and prayer, he's just calmed my heart and he showed me that just because it is a busy time 
a busy season in our lives. So I think that's the big thing is just making sure we have that daily, like alone time with God so we can have a successful day. (laughs) Well, you guys are in that season of life when it does tend to be busy, young children, Mm -hmm. and those are exciting days. I look back on some of those days. We had five kids that were sort of in those ages, and there's just no getting around it. Life is busy. But they're also some of the greatest days of life to be able to have that whole family together. You start getting my age, and they start spreading out. So that'll happen before you know it. Yeah, but, it's pretty fun right now. Like, if we hug each other, then the boys are just like, they, yeah. they're like, what are you doing? We're going to get a hug from you, too. So they're still at that sweet age, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, your story during this season, this busy season of life, I think it's pretty clear, and I'm thankful for your testimony. I think you guys are a testimony to people around that are watching, of course. But I really love the conversation about trying to live out your faith within your family. And there's uh, probably for you guys, just like for me, there's ups and downs. There's days where we feel like, oh, man, get to the end of the day and feel like I'm not sure I did a great job with some of my goals. But uh, your kids are watching the reality of your lives and knowing that there's both, you know, successes and and days when I've got to come back to God's grace. So thank you for living out those lives. We watch, we see as a ministry and your faithfulness is a good encouragement. And thank you just today for sharing these stories. I always wonder, in fact, I know that as we're talking about things here and earlier in the week, going to tape and it's going to be aired later on a couple different times this weekend praying together that God would use your stories that will connect specifically with somebody whose radio is on right now and hearing and encouraged by your faith in God, your walk with God. So thank you for being willing to share that with us today. Thank you, Pastor Gary. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Now, of course, we'd like to personally invite you this weekend to Harvest Baptist Church. We begin Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. We have children's programs, adult Bible fellowships. If you're not sure where to go, you can stop at the kiosk, which is right in front of the auditorium, and somebody there will shake your hand, give you directions to where you're going, maybe your children's class or your class as well. Also at 10.30 a.m., we have our fifth message in this series we mentioned earlier, Growing in Grace. And if you'd like to visit our website for more, it's hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.